I mean he's an impersonator. A fake. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, put down that oversized bottle of scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Well, do we have the show for you. Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one. It's time for Hardly TV History. Hello and thanks for tuning in to Hardly TV History. My name is Shannon and is joined here by my usual co-hosts, Christian and Jake. Howdy, everyone. Hey. Today, guys, we are going to do another one of our pairings, like a good wine and a good cheese. Although normally for us, it's like a piece of cheese you found behind the fridge after about six weeks (laughs) and a bottle of wine that you kept open and forgot that you needed to cork it afterwards. Today, Jake, we're doing and Christian, we're doing... Uh, we're going to do Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and we're going to do an old show, but one that's that didn't really work as a television show, had a couple of seasons, but didn't really work, but is very well known for the movie spin-off that came from it. It's a show called Police Squad, um, which is obviously not the name of the movie because you're all looking at your dials or various other instruments that you listen to us on and wondering what the hell I'm talking about. They were the inspiration for the Naked Gun movies. So yeah. the obvious pairing there, obviously, is is uh, is police sitcoms, but they are very, very different shows, it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, i gotta be, I got to be honest with you. I love the Zucker Brothers style of comedy and watching – I've never seen Police Squad before uh, and watching it, it's so Zucker Brothers. Like if you've ever seen uh, Airplane or – that's for our American listeners. For Australian listeners, it's flying high. But that's a very type, and even sort of Mel Brooksy type comedy. Um, if you're familiar with Robin Hood Men in Tights or the lesser lights of Dracula Dead and Loving It, which does not hold up, I must say. I've I've watched that recently. Do not watch that. It doesn't. Uh, it, doesn't. it doesn't hold up, people. I've watched um, it too. But no, don't, don't watch it. <laughs> or, or Blazing Saddles is another classic Mel Brooks movie. But it's 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 a bit different in terms of the style of of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, I have to admit, I'm a massive, massive fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. However, I haven't got past about the fourth season. Never got back to it, but I'm a big fan. And watching watching uh, reminded me why I'm a big fan of, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, I haven't seen any Police Squad at all. Um, I don't think anyone really has. I saw my first episode today, and I've seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine three or four times all the way through. Now, I was watching the first episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I was saying the lines. So I thought, you know what? I think I've seen this enough. I'm going to stop watching. Yeah, look, I have not seen Police Squad itself. Of course, I'm a big fan of Leslie Nielsen and, and the Zucker Brothers stuff, uh, as, as Shannon said. Um, but I have only seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine incidentally. I watched a couple of episodes a little while back, but it wasn't. Um, I've never gone back and watched it in, in depth. So it was pretty new for me. Now, it's normally at this part of the show we would ex- describe the plots of either of these shows. Um, we can probably sum them both up pretty quickly, guys. Uh, <laughs> does anyone want to have a crack at pretty much doing them both together? I was just going to say it, the plots really don't matter. That was <laughs> that was kind of the, one of the first points that I wanted to bring up when talking about um, about these shows because the, the plots are they're kind of superfluous to the to the actual show itself. They are they 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 are both about police units operating as police units do in in tracking criminals. And, uh, and bring them to swift and brutal justice. 
Uh, you've got to say, Police Squad's more of a, a, a one-man show. Uh, Leslie Nielsen's kind of driving the ship there, if you will. Uh, and he's, his, his narration and uh, kind of drives the story along. It's a very loose uh, murder mystery. And then Brooklyn Nine-Nine is more of a team-based, everyone-plays-their-part kind of, kind of show. Both pilots center on a murder, uh, and it's up to the various squads, uh, the Nine-Nine, uh, which is a, a group of detectives. But, you know, there's a bit of a different sort of arc happening there. It's a bit of a change for the Nine-Nine. Whereas mm. Police Squad, it just seems to drop in without really any care about the character's development whatsoever. It's just, here's a bunch of detectives. Barely, barely introduces the characters at all. It does not introduce them at all. It drops you in as if you were you were looking at a page from Frank Drebin's diary. He, Quick, it, anyone name another character other than Frank Drebin from Police Squad? Go. His boss. His name. <laughs> the lady and who Fred shot Denver. people. Yeah. So it's all about Frank Drebin. It's all about Frank Drebin. So what a, what a horrible name for a for a main. No, I don't, I don't mind it. It's a good tough Frank Drebin. It's it, a, no, it, it's perfectly fine. It's funny, um, but what I found interesting about Police Squad, uh, especially in the opening scene, is, is that you actually see the murder take place. Mm. Yeah, that was cool. Which you don't see in in in, um, in Brooklyn Nine Nine or in many other police shows that I can sort of think of. Um, they always well, called in after the murder has taken place. And- CSI and those kind of show you what is about to happen. But it doesn't actually oh. show you the murder itself because I don't to, want to give away the ending, obviously. To be so. fair, I mean, the way, if you've watched any CSI, the, especially the early ones, it looks like it's an early 90s Limp Biscuit video. <laughs> is there's so much fucking jump cutting and 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 wobbly film work to, to watch what's going on. No one can <laughs> – I couldn't pick up who the murderer was if I tried. I just get a headache from watching CSI. Yeah, well, we're that's what you We're here to talk about Police Squad and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Police Squad, let's talk tone. Let's talk tone. The oh, tone. I think it sets, a tone, it sets a tone right away of what's going to be. From the very opening credits, you can tell that something's not serious, if you will. Um, the, the announcer is is hilarious. The, they they show you one name of the, 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 the episode name, and then the, the narrator says the complete opposite thing. Um, <laughs> he keeps changing his jobs, uh, what, what rank he is. Well, sometimes yeah. he's a captain, sometimes he's a sergeant. Um, I love the special guest. Who dies instantly in the credits? Yeah, um, and never seen again. Yeah, and never seen again. I think that is. This this show sets the tone, and it's exactly what I thought this show was going to be, and I loved every second of it. It's it's a it's a joke a second in this thing. Like mm. if there's not if there's not the characters aren't saying something funny, something's happening in the background. It's slapstick. It's wacky. It's you could yes. not make a show like that right now, could you? There's there's no way to remake Police Squad and put it out. No, no, uh, but that's why it's so genius, and that's why I was saying the plot really doesn't matter. The plot's superfluous to the actual show because all it does, it's a vehicle for the wacky zaniness of the Zucker Brothers film um, and for Leslie Nielsen's character's antics. They're, it's just sensational, like all the little little gags, you know, the, right away, the hamming of the of the death scenes, people taking ages to, to, to expire after being fatally shot, the, the bank guy finishing his paperwork as he's, you know, bleeding out and dying on, on the screen. Um, the police rocking up and then uh, looking at the at, at the crime scene and you see the, the body chalked out, but then you see a small hieroglyph, you know, the, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a corpse on the, on the floor in an ancient what? hieroglyphic style. Fantastic. Loved it. The, the extremely long stretcher for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> someone, one, one police officer posing with the body, weekend at Bernie style. There, there's so many sight gags in the background to just keep an eye on. This thing, you're almost overwhelmed by jokes. Mm. Yes. There's so much. I, I, I missed, the see. one you just said, I missed that one, the weekend at Bernie. I missed, completely missed that. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it's so, just as it, as it pans along, there's a the police is propped up, sort of taking photos with one of the dead bodies. It's it is a laugh riot, and um, I wonder if there's if they got. I mean, the stories, the 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 murder. I mean, the suspense for the audience is taken away because we see how it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder, is there a place that this show could actually do a, a murder mystery with all this going on and actually keep the surprise hidden? Is there a way to do it, or is it or is it completely inconsequential? I think it's inconsequential and it didn't really matter because, as I said, the murder itself didn't matter and kind of solving it was basically an afterthought in the plot. No one really no one really cared. It was just really all about the jokes um, and and the gags. And like you were saying, Shannon, the, the jokes in the background are some of the funniest things and I just love how well the actors in the scenes um, managed to not break character or not even acknowledge, you know, the wackiness that's going on around them, the, the extra long um, stretcher and um, things like Everyone, that. Everyone's having a great time. It just seems like everyone's really enjoying themselves. Mm. It looks really cheap. It looks oh, yeah. like, you know, if anyone's ever seen Fast Forward, it looks like the sets from Fast Forward managed to make this way onto into TV. It looks super cheap, but it's really, it doesn't matter because it is, it's just, a, 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 as you said, a vehicle to, to be funny. I love how in, in the bank or in the security office or whatever it's called, the, the credit union place, they've got like a glass sheet and then you can just walk around the side of it. Like there's no security there at all. Like it's just yeah. And yeah. but but my, my favorite thing my favorite thing about these whole the Zucker brother the Zucker brothers, yes. Yeah. Um, the way they do things is this the straight comedy, like the um he goes cigarette, and she goes, Yes it is. Uh, those lines are the funniest thing and the air, airplane or flying high is the exact same. And the look on his face doesn't change, doesn't laugh. It's just okay. You, it's, it's a joke, and then he moves on to the next thing. He's but the those, only one. Those lines, no one understands in this universe that anything that's happening is funny. No, no, no one. No that, one that, ever draws attention to it. Itself. Yeah, no one ever draws attention to it. Everyone's dead serious about everything that's happening. Yeah, uh, which just makes it more funny for everyone that's watching. Yep. Uh, so a lot of the jokes are really slapstick, uh, which is obviously really, really funny and really, really, really well done. But there's actually also some really good witty writing in there. And the scene that I'm thinking of is uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the scenes with the word gags. Remember when Leslie Nielsen's character, you know, Frank Drebin, is, is trying to interview the witness and and um, they're getting confused with the, the names of the of, of the, you know, the victim. Um, what was his name? Oh, there's, uh, there's so many different names in that scene. Names. Twice. Yes, that's yeah. right. He shot twice, yeah. he shot twice yeah. and twice was the name of the actual no, no, victim. And then, no, once. But she no. fired twice. And no, no, the guy who fired twice was a guy in the company. What was his name? What's he involved? And they get confused. But as the audience, you can follow it, you know, in in the moment because it's it, it, it because of the way it's written. It's just really, really well done. It's followable for the audience. It doesn't just bamboozle you. It does a little bit, but it, it does. It all kind of makes sense. I know. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Twice came in and shot the teller and Jim fell. No, he only shot the teller. Jim Johnson fell as ill. Okay, then after he shot the teller, you shot twice. No, I only shot once. Twice is the hold-up man. Then I guess I did shoot twice. Well, so now you're changing your story. No, I shot twice after Jim fell. 
You shot twice and Jim fell? No, Jim fell first and then I shot twice one. Well, who fired twice? Once. Now, he's the owner of the tire company, Frank. Um, and then later in the episode, when they actually you know catch the, the criminal and 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 uh, getting locked up, you know Frank Drebin says to the two police officers, you know who rock up, you know take her and book her. All right, Sally, you're under arrest. Sergeant, take her away and book her. Sergeant, take her away. Sergeant Booker. And then uh, his assistant goes, oh, Sergeant Taker, Sergeant Booker. Yeah. And he shakes their hands. I love it. It just, it just, it, you don't, expect, like, even though you should expect things like that, it just keeps punching you. You, you think, oh, the jokes are finished, but no, 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 there's still one more. Um, in the dentist's office with the oh. screen where she keeps opening the door and she's just, she's holding up a screen yeah, for, for no for, reason. Yeah. No one there's calls no the reason there. Yeah. No, nah, it's just, and then, and, and he's, and that, those jokes where, um, He's talking under the, with his mouth full of oh, that was so whatever good. it is. Yep. It's, it's so gross, but th- there's so many people have stolen stuff like that in the past. Um, and I'm not sure if this is the first one to do it, but um, they did it so well. Everything is done to perfection. The, the so sets may look rubbish, but yeah, the, everything else is perfection. I mm. mean, a lot of this stuff, you know, it has its roots in the silent, the silent film era. And you can see a lot of Charlie Chaplin, you know, in, in all of the physical comedy that you see. And this is this is kind of the this is the evolution of that. We've yeah. lost that in comedy. Like, there's not other than the Naked Gun movies that are now what twenty years old. The last one, 15, 20 years old at least. No, much um, much older than that. Thirty three and a third would be mid nineties. Yeah, somewhere in there. It's twenty twenty, man. Like, yeah, okay. So, so we're 20, 25, 30 twenty five thirty years. Let's say twenty five thirty years, right? Since since OJ, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a joke that doesn't hold up real well, but he, he's is in it, those movies, so what can you do? Um, is, is that a new date? Is it the new dating system, man? Like, that's how we work it. Date, dates now reckon from the date of OJ. Like, yeah, 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 that's right. But I wonder why we've lost comedy like that. I can't think of a comedy that's that super turns up the slapstick like that. I mean, Scrubs had a version of that. It was it was yeah. rather slapstick. Um, yeah, it, it had moments, um, but is what it, I think you'll we, find. We demand more of our comedies. Is that is that what it is? I think that that form of comedy has actually migrated to stand up. I think there's a lot more stand up comedians who can manage to do physical comedy. But you are right in that it's nowhere near as prevalent as it used to be because it used to be, you know, like we see in Police Squad, almost the primary medium. I will say, uh, Lane on Woodley's TV show, Shan, from um, yeah. t- 15, 20 years ago, was was very much like this in the Australian kind of way. The way they kind of played it straight when they were clearly making jokes, um, and it was a, a joke a minute kind of thing um, for Lana Woodley. Um, I, I love that TV show, but that, that was very much in the same vein, but not me, not me too. And, you know, it's almost got the wordplay of Sean McAuliffe and the, the slapsticky physical comedy of Lana Woodley. It's, I just think we're missing an element. Maybe there's a trick there. There's an audience for, for Netflix to pick up a show and do one that's very in this vein because I just don't think there's anything like this on TV anymore. Yeah, I think that's definitely right. Um, but if anyone in the audience actually can think of any you know, really good physical comedy shows that we haven't mentioned already, let us know. Tell us and we'll watch them. Because everyone it's knows good. that I tend to skew my comedy highbrow. I like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Arrested Development versus Big Bang Theory. Or, 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 but but I, I think there's a, there's a, there is an audience out there and I think that there is a, there's a role for really broad 
you know, well-timed kind of overlapping gags and and physical stuff in the background that you miss. I think Arrested Development's kind of the the boiled down version of this. I think Arrested Development's got great running gags, it's got great sight gags in the background, but it's funny and it's really really smart. Maybe that's the equivalent. Hmm. But but you know what this this show is missing um, and doesn't need it at all and proves how good it is is a laugh track. Yeah, and I, and I think if you tried to do it now, I reckon studios would force a laugh track down your throat to be like, "Look how funny this is!" Ah ha ha ha! And they tried to do it to this show, and they put their foot down and said, "No, we're not doing a laugh track." Um, and I, it just—it's it, all the better for it. I mean, yeah. this show didn't last long. This it did a couple of seasons. It was, it right? was no, it was only one one season, six episodes. One season. So, yeah. so the audience in the seventies didn't want it either. So I, I don't know. I, maybe we're stupid, but I, I, I loved it. I'd never seen it before. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, me too. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Every minute I was laughing, and um, my partner was happy to be watching it with me, and she. Uh, cacked out laughing as well it was um something that was it's the humor in it is universal um and i think it's also worth mentioning that a lot the jokes and and the humor are very wholesome and, and very witty there's no uh, you know um vulgarity or, or crude crude references or anything like that it, it's just pure unadulterated fun i had a thought is, is mr bean kind of in the in the in the frame of this like absolutely he he's he's taken this to another to another level as well. More of a silent film, but the same gags of running into the car, um, him just right, running into the trash can kind of thing. That those kind of gags I felt very Mister Bean like. Um, even though Mister Bean's still thirty years ago as well. But, but, but would they work now? Could could you could you make this show now and, and find an audience? Yes. I just wonder if it's if it's too simple. Is it is it too simple that people won't connect with it and go? That's stupid. It's not very funny. I, I, I disagree. I think it'd be fantastic to do something like that now. Mm. Um, play, play the serious straight man, Jason Bateman style, um, but he's cracking jokes as well. Um, but no, but I'd love to be. It's a great premise, Shane, that that you said before is that everyone in the show doesn't know it's a joke, mm. but but it's hilariously happening around them. Um, I don't think anyone's kind of done that since. Yeah, it's a comedy where no one's cracking jokes. I mean, I've been watching religiously watching Friends recently, and all of them are trying to be funny, right? They're all mm. making jokes to make the audience and, and us laugh and they, each other laugh. I think is the is the premise of that, in a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, whereas in Police Squad, literally no one makes a joke. Not one of those people in the whole thing makes a joke no. at all. Mm. Um, and it's the same as Airplane. Nobody's nobody's making jokes in that movie. Everyone's taking it all very seriously, actually. And the humour comes from the fact that nobody's in on the joke. And it's and, and to me, Arrested Development's kind of the same, is that no one's there making jokes. It's just that the situations we find themselves in is is more is more about the situation and the way those characters handle it. Um, and they and I mean those personalities are kind of toned up to eleven in those in those sorts of shows. Um, and they've all there's all de- development, there's ca- character development. This show, and I haven't seen the rest of it, but I'm going to assume there's literally no character development at all no. in any of the characters. And I, and I, and I, I mean, the problem is you don't, you don't. They're not asking you to invest in these characters. They're not no. asking you to to like them. They're just there to make you laugh. Um, and I think that's the big difference. They're not, you know, they're not looking for some big backstory. Um, they're, not, they're not showing you, you know, his rise through the ranks. He is what he is. It's just another day in his, he's been in his police squad for the thirty years that he's been doing it. And he's just doing his job, and that's all it needs to matter. This is yeah. this is throwaway comedy at its best. This is just put it on, laugh a whole bunch, completely forget the premise of the episode straight after. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. But it does that so well. And I think it relies on the skill, not just of, of, of Leslie Nielsen and, and the actors who are on the screen, but also of the the direct the directors and the set people. Um, I'm just thinking of the gags that were going on with the camera angle, you know, with the, the, the very tall police officer and the very short police officer and the um, the, the shootout at the end with the, with the murderer. Um, <laughs> really, really well done. And those jokes are done you know, behind the camera and we see yeah, the result oh, and it is sensationally. Um, that, that shootout at the end, I was in tears laughing at that <laughs> shit. When, when they panned back and they're like a metre away from each other and they're running a bullets they're throwing guns at each other. Oh, it made me laugh so hard. But but Christian's right. It's actually, it's it's showing a craft. The, mm-hmm. the way it's shot and the way that everything is carefully constructed to hide and then reveal things is is a really smart technique to be able to utilize. It doesn't rely on special effects. It's not, you know, it's not looking for vulgarity. It's not looking to gross you out. It's not looking, it's not mean spirited. There's nothing in it. It's simply just really clever old old gags. Like these are old gags, um, yes. and maybe they've been done to death. I mean, the evolution where we got to was really it's scary movie, and it's. Look what happened after Scary Movie, not another teen movie. They, they, they hold up in terms of a uh, now parody movies like that, which of which Leslie Nielsen's been in a couple of them, mm-hmm. are garbage. You know those those movies. If you've ever seen them, uh, look. You guys remember this character? What happens if the character said something out that the character wouldn't say? Like it's so bad in terms of where we've ended up with slapstick and where we've ended up with this kind of situational, you know, premise. Maybe that's where we went, and maybe we need to wind it back to its purest form. And I'd watch that, but I don't want to see a shitty vampire suck movie. I, I, I want to watch a pure slapsticky police squad 2020. That's what I want to see. I can't help but wonder if part of the problem is maybe in in film schools people aren't learning those techniques or they're not practicing them as much as as they could be because. Like you were saying before, Shannon, that technique with the camera angle—it's essentially free. It's just the the, the cameraman and the, and the and the directors and the writers' skill in in putting that together. You really don't need anything other than those elements. You don't need any CGI or special effects or or the actors to do anything really unusual. I'm I'm thinking more um, back in the day of the sketch show, um, the UK one um, that was really kind of like this, but in little vignettes. Um, but I mean, take take that premise of those kind of actors and make a courtroom drama like this would be a courtroom sorry courtroom comedy instead of police would just be hilarious. Like, I can't I can't see anything going wrong. I'll, I'll bring you back to the McAuliffe program because that's exactly. that that has a running series through season two, which is is him being a lawyer. His um, David McGann character is a is a lawyer and he yells things like you're appealing I'm appealing very appealing you know that, that those those are the gags that that they they work and no one's in on the joke the joke actually is that he's a really bad actor so he just misses his lines and he, he he's constantly kind of being a bad actor within that that world um and you know, everyone in here is competent. Like Frank Drebin's actually a competent police officer. He solves the crime. So <laughs> there, there is, there is a. I reckon there is a, there is a, a sitcom in this. Whether it is a, a, I think the the legal system and I think even maybe a hospital or mm. um, police would it works really well where people are still competent and they're all very serious about what they do. But it's 
the sight gags and and the kind of running gags that keep this thing going. I, I reckon 2020. There's a bit of we need a little bit of positivity. I would watch the shit out of that show. I'd also watch the shit out of this show if they stuck it on Netflix. And I wonder if you just took all these episodes and put them on Netflix, would it find an audience? I think it would. Yeah, yeah it would too. Yeah, I, I definitely think there is there is definitely a space for it because I think like we sort of touched on, it can be done so cheaply. All you need is really really clever uh, directing, really competent. Um, physical acting and you'll be able to put together a winner and like we saw with um in police squad there's only a couple of episodes you really don't need too much it, 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 i think it's a missed opportunity um and because it's a missed opportunity i think it's almost inevitable that it's going to happen at some point who, who could pull it off in terms of an actor like to do jason to bateman. take that jason bateman could absolutely do it yeah could absolutely do it um someone who can play a dead set straight person with with no, you, you don't want anyone mugging and looking at the camera like, how funny am I? You need someone who's going to play this really dead straight without any any blink at all, but has impeccable to- comic timing. I reckon it's Jake, Jason Bateman could pull it off. It has to be. He's the only person I can think of with this kind of skill to do it. Do you know, you uh, know who I else could actually do it, I think, if you could actually get him out of the movie? Yeah, you get to The Rock. You get to The Rock. The Rock could absolutely do it, but I wasn't going to say The Rock. But, <laughs> the, but, the, Rock. but the, Rock, the Rock could pull it off. I reckon I reckon Chris Hemsworth could pull it off. Yeah, like, he's got that kind of... Maybe, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm a massive fan of um, of the action um, parody MacGruber. If anyone's seen MacGruber, that's, that's this turned up to like 25. Mm. Like, it's a crazy, crazy movie. And I think anyone that hasn't seen it should watch MacGruber, which is effectively a MacGyver rip off um, an action movie. But if you made it an action-y MacGyvery type show where everyone's dead serious, Hemsworth could pull that shit off. I'd watch that. What about uh, Jason Siegel? He's a bit schlubby, yeah. isn't he? Is he? He's, 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 I don't know. Jason Siegel could probably do it, but I don't think he has a look for it. I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of mean. I don't think he has a look for it. What about, um, what about the guy from The Office? Uh, John Krasinski. Yes. Yes, I do like. I, I reckon he could do it too. What about so, uh, Steve Carell? I think I think we're wasting Steve Carell could do it because he's he can actually play both ways. Like and 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 to be honest, that Michael Scott character is a bit like that too. He hmm. he has no idea that he is a gigantic knobhead, right? <laughs> so he, he he has absolutely zero idea that he is the butt of everyone's joke. If you dialed his character back to four or five rather than the nine that he normally sits at. That, that could that and that's really what the office kind of was. It was a bunch of people going, This guy is a flog, especially the British office. Everyone oh. in that show is normal, basically, apart from David Brent. It just needs more slip slapstick. Like this is it's basically those types of shows with more background slapsticky stuff. Let me challenge you here. Think of a female actor, and I've got one in mind, Alison Hannigan. Yeah? Yeah, yeah she could do it. Yeah, Alison Hannigan could do it. I Alison Bray yeah. could do it. You, you talk about Alison Brie and everything, but but she's she's genuinely funny. But plays, I mean, you look at her character in Community; she yeah. plays that very straight. So yeah, I, she, I think she could do it. I I just think there's a there's a market here for this type of show. But you, the the elements to all this is that needs to be background slapstick, pure sight gags, and gags just coming at you like crazy. And it's a bit a bit like Fletch. If anyone's ever seen the movies Fletch, it's a bit like that. And see, Chevy Chase, young Chevy Chase could have done the shit out of this. Like mm. that Fletch is basically this movie, this show again in a similar capacity. A young Chevy Chase would have been amazing in something like this. Yep. So yeah, definitely. Yep. 
and um, I still think it's going to have to come back down to the quality of the writing and especially the camera and direction. I think you're going to need those elements because no matter how good the actor is, they're not going to be able to pull it off without those those extra pieces in the part in the puzzle. It's and now in this part of the podcast that we put a disclaimer in Hello Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> it's hardly TV history here. Uh, if any of these ideas turn up, uh, we are going to sue every single person that's <laughs> related to your company because we have just been spitting gold for 10 minutes. And if anything in these turns up, we, we, we will lawyer up. You know. but, but you're 100% right. Is that The fact that you, you could take an idea like this give it to a bad writing team and a bad direction team. Like, I think, like, put it in the hands of um, the Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men writers. Don't not, do that, not sully the, our good name with Chuck Laurie discussions. But, but, that, but, that's, but that's what would happen, I think, if, if, some, if a big company tried to do it now, that's what would happen. You get, you get a laugh track, you get those kind of cheesy, cringeworthy moments. Um, instead of, you need an independent person who's going to take it and make it, make it good rather the than thing trying is, to make the, a big company do it. The thing is you need to keep the spirit the same. The, the spirit needs to be, this is a dumb comedy. And I've talked a lot about the fact that I like my, my comedies highbrow and I like the jokes to be intelligent, but I rally against the, the, the comedies that think they're, they're really smart and think they're really funny that aren't. This, is, this would be a show that would unabashedly take really dumb sight gags and really dumb kind of old jokes and give them a fresh spin. This show, you know the tone walking in. And by the way, can I say what a theme song? Oh yeah, I love the theme song for this. I was, this I is... was thinking, I was thinking, if we can get something like that for this show, it'd be amazing. <laughs> the ca- gonna, the it's camera it's strapped to a squad car oh, is, is so good as an opener. Hmm. It works. It sets the tone really well. You've got the narrator straight away. It. Oh god, I just had, I just had chills watching the first episode of this this is it's been a long time since i've seen an episode a, a tv show that i've genuinely just pure joy at watching it but the very second scene in the in the opening is the the police chief or his partner getting shot with a machine gun and then a guy runs past fully on fire like in the first in the first thing like yeah, machine because... gun he pulls in his gun starts firing back and then a guy just runs past on fire the... Like, so so the premise on? of the opening credits is that you see Frank Drebin in a shootout straight away. So our main character pulls up and is immediately shot at and he he returns fire. And then you cut to the next character introduction, which is the, the sergeant walking to his desk and then taking gunfire. <laughs> and, and a man, for no reason, runs past on fire. Like, it's such... Like you know, two seconds into the show, what this oh. is, what is going to be. I've just, as an opening credit, I would implore anybody to watch it and just watch the opening credits to see how you start a premise of a show. It's Brady Bunch esque. You know exactly what you're getting as soon as you open. But whose idea was it to have a special guest who dies in the credits instantly, and then never heard of again? It's just brilliant. Yeah, the comedy there is just, it's just brilliant. Completely, completely, completely nuts. And I was going to say, Shannon, it's Python-esque. It's very Monty Python in its it absurdism, um, which I, I really enjoyed. I loved, as you said, it was just such a fantastic, fun show to watch. I loved every minute um, and it was, yeah, brilliant. I must say, I must say that I had almost as much joy moving across to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, 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 this show, the... This this show, and I mean, I, I have the benefit of watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. The tone of this does not change through the whole. It, it's shot very differently. I will say it's shot 
more traditionally like a little bit more like a law and order type type show yeah. it's it's a, there's a lot of handheld stuff but it, it it captures the essence of all these characters and they're all you know vastly the same they don't change i I'm, I, the few things about brooklyn 99 it's actually directed by lord chris lord and and um lord and miller the the yeah. uh the, the the filmmaking team behind uh, lego movie um behind the 21 and 22 jump street movies um and and had a massive hand in spider-man into the spider-verse so very accomplished uh, film directors they also had started and substantially shot the solo the star wars movie uh before uh, being replaced because that was too funny um and not serious enough for lucasfilm and disney so they they, they moved in ron howard um so uh they are they have great comedy chops um and they handle this really really well um the premise is a basic police premise we are uh ju- jumped into the nine nine with a bunch of characters uh, that flesh themselves out just enough to make you want to watch more, um, but they are also introducing a new captain into the uh, into the into the nine nine, um, who's going to lead them into the to be the best squad that can be, um, and that causes a bit of tension between their best detective and the new captain. But largely, I think it's a great character introduction for both of those guys to start with because they they really are the heroes of the show. Captain Holt and Peralta are the two sort of main characters that drag drag the show through. Yeah, you hit it on the head, Shane. I think the, the tone of the show is is presented very, very early on, um, and then it does not waver basically all the way through until until current day. Um, I, I do love how they, they introduce each character just enough um, to get you hooked. I will say, um, disclaimer very early on, this is my fav- one of my favourite TV shows of all time with one of the most hated characters I've ever seen on television ever. The Chelsea Pereri character of Gina, Gina. Lanetti. She she is toned down to about a four here. Four in the in this, I wish in this she stayed there. season. I wish because she stayed there. She goes up to an eleven and even though it's one of those things where you go, you would think that it would just tarnish the show forever because how much I hate her. But um it, it, the show is that good that it doesn't it, it keeps me going there. You know, I can look past that character. Um, but I, I do love how there's a, vo- a big range of characters from your older detectives to your new up-and-comers to your seasoned vets to your to your big ripped bulking Terry Crews um, sergeant. Everything is it just it just fits nicely in this show for what I wanted from a comedy. Yeah, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I did not enjoy this anywhere near as much as Police. Oh, Christian. Man. Oh, there seems we... to be one. There seems to be one per episode where we're, everyone's disappointed in that one person. I, yeah, we, we also video chat when we're doing this remotely, and uh, the the explosion of of emotion from both Jake and I was was palpable and visual all at once. Oh, yeah, calm, calm down. Let him explain right, himself. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you there are some redeeming fact, factors here. I really enjoyed um, some elements of this. Like there was the, the silliness is kind of echoed in 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 Brooklyn Nine Nine um, compared to Police Squad in that. You know, there's some silly stuff that's stolen, a $6,000 ham. Um, that is nicely, beautifully absurd in a way that echoed um, Police Squad really, really well. But the the show is very heavy on the characters because they're introducing, you know, who all these people are and the relationship between them. And they're setting the, setting that up for, you know, future episodes. And as you guys have said, the show goes on for quite, quite some time more. Um, but what that actually does, I feel, is it actually takes away time from 
the comedy. So whereas Police Squad is a, is a laugh every couple of seconds and, and you know, like you say, um, Jake, you're actually in tears at some point with some of the gags. In Brooklyn, it's a lot slower paced. Now, I noticed the runtime on both these episodes are about the same, around about 20 minutes or so. But I actually felt like Police, uh, not Police Squad, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was dragging, whereas Police Squad had me engrossed every minute. There was nothing else I could do except watch the screen, trying not to miss any of the, the next um any of the next uh, bits of silliness, there is a really great, um, there is a really great, uh, I suppose, parallel in Brooklyn Nine Nine with that some of that physical comedy and that camera angle stuff we were talking about before. With the scene towards the end of the episode where they're they're trying to chase the bad guy through like the convenience store, um, and there's a bit of silliness and there's an old lady in the deli who keeps getting in the way, um, cutting back to the scene with the disco strangler and things like that. So that stuff was really quite funny, but there were I think all the character development stuff just took away that it took away from that funniness and you know probably if you invest more time in the show and watch more of it you'll you'll that that investment will pay off but um not for me you know in this instance i, I just really think the i think what they're going for are com- two completely different things i think brooklyn 99 are kind of wanting to be the the 10 season police show that is is funny in the sense of it and i think uh, police squad just doesn't care it's going balls out it's going hundred percent full throttle all the way from the start. Where, where I think, and that's just, I think that's a sign of the times. Yeah, it's it's a simple sum. Like it's, you can't if you've got to replace jokes with character building. Otherwise, this is probably why people didn't didn't keep tuning into to Police Squad because I think you've got to strike a balance. And I, I actually think Brooklyn Nine Nine is the balance that we're striving for. I think there's enough, you know, without some of the really, really overt sight gags in the background and stuff. I think there's enough slapstick in this. There's enough physical comedy, um, but there's also some character development. So you actually want to keep finding out what Peralta's doing, you know, and what Charles is doing and a few other bits and pieces. So I think, you know, every first episode has, has developed the character development or at least setting who's who in the zoo early. And in a half an hour runtime, now all the other shows we've done have been the full hour. So this has been an hour of, of character development in a half an hour. So, you really cram it in. I think they do a phenomenal job of telling us what the characters are, who they are, what they're about, and actually still be really, really funny as a pilot. I think it's really well done the way they've set up the pilot. With the new police captain coming in, rather than being an established captain, he can go, okay, Lieutenant, tell me about your police squad. Yeah. Um, he said, and he does say, det- he says detective squad there. Yeah. I write that down, detective squad. Um, <laughs> Classic but and, and, and it's, it's it's perfect. I mean, and you wouldn't you don't think, overthink it because you're like it's a new captain walking in. He's already made a grand entrance. He's had that bit of that bit of humor with Peralta already on a bad note. Walks him into his office. Tell me about your squad. And he breaks down each individual character. And you get that minute thirty seconds of of introduction that that the captain's seeing for the first time. But you're also seeing for the first time with a flashback of basically encapsulating their character. And, and I, I think I think Charles is probably. Over, overdone a little bit as good as he becomes. I think he's the only probably the one that really lets lets the team down when it comes to introductions. You effectively just get one word to describe each each character. Like yeah. Santiago's a bit of a brown nose, a goody goody. Jake's a wildcat. Yeah. Rose is angry. <laughs> you know, like you basically just get like one pop word. Um, mm. and that's kind of enough to get him through the first episode. Yeah, look, and that's fine, but 
it just didn't do it for me. I I, I didn't find that as appealing. Um, the character development, like you say, it, it is pretty minimal. And so I seem to think, well, why bother? Why not just have a few more gags and then introduce the characters bit by bit as you go along. Like you've got the introduction of the new, the new, the new you know, boss. You've got the introduction of the main sort of character who's a bit zany and, and, and his sort of um, comic foil um, in, in the, in the female detective. But then you've got the um, interaction between the detective who's trying to date the other one and trying to, you know, please her and, 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 and buy tickets to, you know, some obscure, um, cinema festival did that did that plot line need to be in there or couldn't that have been left for another episode yeah i agree that that one that one's probably the least cooked in terms of that setup. that's that's what i mean by charles is probably the, is the the weak link in the in the um in the pilot but christian were, were you looking for more comedy did you hear it was funnier than what you thought it was going to be or yes because we because we linked these two is that is that that the issue with it no i've heard about i've heard about brooklyn 99 before and I, I know it's very well loved out there in the world and so i'm readying myself for the inevitable hate mail um and and it, please send them send them along yeah. because <laughs> yes because, because i don't I'll read be personally writing, every single one of them and send them and i'll and be writing my own, my own. Yeah, i'll be writing yeah, so i'm already typing Dig. <laughs> It, look, it, and, you know, and I'm sure it's perfectly fine, and people um, are perfectly entitled to their opinions. It's just in, in this case, you know, compared to Police Squad, it, 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 there's no comparison for me. Come on, mate! I took on X Files. I mean, I'm, I'm not one to back down from a fight, but this is Brooklyn Nine Nine we're talking about here. He got yeah. he, he took on X Files, and he also took on Sopranos. Like he's still reading my hate mail <laughs> every day. Just in crown, die, kid, die. I get in the mailbox. I'm running out of blood. Like it's, I keep, I've been for, for two weeks just trying to write. You need to get hate a transfusion mail. to get just to keep the supply going so you can keep up the hate mail. I've taken laxative so I can keep sending shit in the mail to it. <laughs> um, some interesting facts about Brooklyn Nine-Nine while I've got one. They, they introduce a character, um, Daniels, a, a female detective who they um, cut the very next episode. Um, she's never heard from again. She's one of the useless hand-waved ones. She's yeah, th- those yeah, three she's, useless, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, they get they get hand-waved. Um, I did find it very interesting that the doll that Peralta's playing with at the very first um, opening scene is um, the police academy doll, uh, the Gutenberg character. Um, that's that's the doll he's playing oh, with. So that kind of that kind of sets up the tone a little bit of the, between police academy and this show, um, which I think is a bit. It's toned down. Police Academy or Police Squad? No, Police Academy. Oh, well, all all both. both. Um, I I think they're going more for the Police um, Academy tone, but I think Police Academy were going for Police Squad tone. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, But, yeah, I think think the introduction of Captain Holt is is fantastic. Um, he, He becomes a very, very good character. All the way through, and, and he's, he's one of the much loved characters in, in in TV at the moment. Yeah, and, and you know we've got a little bit of social commentary in the fact that he's gay, and and the issues that that's caused him through the ranks of New York, you know, the, the NYPD. So there's there's a little bit of build there. Um, whereas the, the I think the show actually handles that really well without making that a massive. It's not he. It's not his predominant characteristic. So I thought that was quite good. And of course, Police Squad doesn't even try and get into that space at all. I mean, it actually makes a, a, a big joke about police brutality, you know, because that, that's pr- the primary way that Frank Drebin gets information out of the, you know, the dentist and um, whoever else. Uh, uh, and that, that scene with the um, with the, the shoe shine outside, 
outside <laughs> where he gives him, and then like the, that's all fine. He's a little snitch, and he gives it, and then the, the priest comes up and he starts talking. They're, they're just jokes like that that are just so funny that you have that they come out of left field. And I, I will say I cheated and watched the second episode as well, and it, it just gets it just gets better. The thing is, it takes it takes those those classic police tropes, right? And it mm-hmm. makes it makes them really, really funny. So there's still, if you didn't know it was a cop show, there's enough in there to kind of pick the, the classic tropes that you're seeing, but but completely subverting those. So, you know, your your guy in the street, you've got to pay to, to get information from, also has the meaning of life after death, and um, and everyone's paying this guy off to tell them what they need to know. It's there's enough. Look. It it's a, it was a phenomenal show. I don't know why it didn't work. Why didn't it rate? I, I I don't know that. And I mean, we call ourselves hardly TV history for a reason, people. Like we got no. Well, idea I did why. some I did some research, and they just cancelled it after the second. Uh, there was no no chance of a second series. The the, the network just didn't like it, and they just cancelled it. But the idea was popular enough that they went on to do the movies, and they reuse a lot of the gags. If you've seen the Naked Gun, they reuse a lot of the gags from um police squad in the very first episode like the um too close for combat kind of shooting and the the hot towel compared to the wig in this episode in this episode um but the they're they're so similar yet so very different these two shows um and i I think that i think that's a sign of the times is that the problem is it's not sustainable enough like once you've seen all those gags through 15 episodes could you do five or six seasons of the same stuff probably not it'd have to be a limited run well well, you could you could do it if you changed up the characters and and um explored more of the the world and 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 whatnot i think but i i do want to also point out that you know we've talked about the quality of the of the the work in police squad in the writing and the and the camera work and and the sets and whatnot um well the shitty quality of the of the sets um, predominantly, but then compare that to um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, where, as you say, you know they, they write out a character immediately afterwards, and there's some weakness in, in the character introductions. I so Brooklyn Nine Nine might be a more successful show by by a lot of metrics, but maybe in terms of quality, maybe the quality just isn't as there as much as it is in Police Squad in that in that pilot episode. It's going it's going for a different feel. I mean, it's it's still trying to be kind of a competent police show at the same time. I think, um, and that's it's 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 building for character development through a longer run than police mm. squad which is just a vehicle for a bunch of jokes um and i and i think the way you get actually get through that is i, I would build that show out and i would just change frank drebin from a police officer to a surgeon to a you lawyer. bastard i was literally about <laughs> to say that each I was season just literally the, about to say keep the character the keep the the actor exactly the same and change his job i hate you sometimes Shannon. well you know you steal my ideas I was. I'm the oldest. That's you know. That's what happens. Thirty seconds ahead of me, you bastard. <laughs> I would watch that. I would love that. I mean, if you just called him Frank Drebin and had no reference to the fact that he was a police officer last season, um, that could be the running joke. I mean, I, I would love that. I just think that's a really but, good way. But how to good would it be to put him in a hospital and the chief of medicine is the exact same guy who was the chief of his police station? And just don't talk Every, about. It. Just don't talk about. It. No one said anything. One day he just turns up and he's a doctor. What if we did it so that uh, Frank Drebin was actually the head of the mafia family, like you know Tony Soprano, or running the motorcycle gang, like but, in but, but do it, do a season of that. Like, yeah, how, how good would it be to just, just do a season of him being a mafia boss? Hmm. The next season he works at a hospital. The next season he's a lawyer, um, and just keep rotating it, or even you know three or four episodes so the jokes don't get stale. I, I think it'd just be it's one of those things where you could 
if someone was really dedicated and really good at the craft, you could get away with such an amazing show on that. Yeah, you, you would actually be exploring all the trope, like all these different tropes season after season, um, perhaps you know, with the same character or, or you know, even the same set of characters over and over again, um, which I think would... It, the, the jokes would be always different because they're always in different environments. You know, one in Police Squad, they're making they're taking the piss out of um, you know police shows, basically. You know, take the piss out of lawyer shows, take the piss out of medical dramas, take the piss out of whatever. You know, it sounds and, like and something we need to write, that. people. I think we just need to we need to get cracking. If only we were funny, guys. That is the problem. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the hard part. The idea is there, but the humor's not. Just just if only I had an ounce of actual real usable <laughs> talent. talent. Any talent at all would be great. We can talk awesome. about talent, but we don't have any talent. Yeah, we, no. we're, you know, the lowest form of talent, which is criticising other people. Great. <laughs> uh, we're not okay. criticising. We're just giving our feedback in an informative and entertaining way, hopefully. Definitely neither of those three things. We're the end in that, in that <laughs> sentence, I think. Uh, okay, so... Uh, first off, Police Squad, we've been we've been fairly glowing, and we've we've actually talked a lot about how to fix it. On the strength of this first episode, would you recommend our audience to keep watching it? Yes, hundred percent. You have to keep watching Police Squad. It was sensational, um, just so much fun. You will not regret it. And the beautiful thing is, this thing is this is free on YouTube. Someone's uploaded, I think, the whole series. So I had to stop myself from watching the the. I, started, I watched the end of two. I had to stop myself from the third because I just wanted to watch it. it, it it's addictive. It's quick. Um, it's, it feels like ten minutes. It really feels like a ten minute show, but it's 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 twenty minutes of gags. That's how fast paced it is. Yep, watch it. It's 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 phenomenal. That's that's our glowing endorsement. What about Brooklyn Nine Nine? I think you've heard Jake and mine's recommendation. We need to talk to the black sheep. On the screen here. He's being quiet and he's thinking. I was just trying we're to... Putting, we're we're going to put the pressure on him. Yep, I was just going to try and quietly hide in the corner and hope that no okay. one noticed me. Um, there's, only, there's only three hey, of us, mate. We can't talk forever. Jake, me, and our four listeners know, right? They, they, they're, they're, <laughs> they're waiting with battered breath. Come on. Yeah, no, I probably won't watch another episode. Oh, I just, oh I, 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 just, I just don't know how you can, you can <laughs> do that. Like I just I think there's enough there's enough there with just Peralta and Holt alone their relationship. I mean we haven't even mentioned the bet between Amy and Jake either. Um, I think there's there's just there's so many little things going on in Brooklyn Nine Nine that needs to be explored further. Yeah. We, we haven't even mentioned the best thing about Brooklyn Nine Nine is the fact that Terry Crews is in it. Terry, Terry Crews. Yep, it, it, and, and he's excellent. There's no, no a, questions there. As a massive hulking guy who's terrified of being out in the field, Terry mm. Crews makes everything better. Everything without fail. He does. He does. 100% he makes it better. It's just just not enough for me. Can I also mention the theme, the theme song from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? It's very good as well. Mm. Um, I, it, I don't think it's changes. on the same par. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I don't think Police Squad... Is, is, is it in the first episode? So, so the, it, it, it so we we get a very different theme song, and then as they are attending the the, the storage unit, and they turn up and they're yeah, together, you hear that. they yeah. that theme runs through that while they're going through that that process, um, and that obviously then becomes the theme. That that's a very very good theme too, but it's it's mm. not Police Squad good. No, Police Squad's one of a kind. It's iconic. Um, an iconic for a show that not not many people saw. Like but we never even heard. Like I never even heard that theme before. And now all I want to do is listen to it. I just it, want to watch that. I've it carried it in, in Family Guy. There is a whole Family Guy opening, which is Stewie riding his tricycle yeah. right through with that theme song playing. So now that you see that, when you see that again, you'll know that what that's from. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's definitely an iconic theme song. It's definitely up there with Sopranos theme song. So, uh, as you guys know, the day after we recorded our show, I was uh, I was um, playing the Sopranos theme song. You know, first thing uh, just to get that that early morning you know, lift. Like, yeah. like we're, uh, we're, also, we're building a we're building a great bank of TV theme songs to drive around. Pretending you're that character. <laughs> so if I ever get out of this house again, I'm putting this the police squad. I just want to drive really around. fast, break, break, and then like jump out of the car and shoot two bullets and then holster myself again. <laughs> like he was just shooting aimlessly, like anywhere. There's no way he hit anyone, and he's just like, "Yep, job done." Yeah, and, and really proud of himself. And um, you know, and if you do, if you're listening to that theme song, you're driving along. Feel free just to knock over some garbage bins because why not? You've got uh, to do it. I think. This this is the the classic example of a of a fantastic TV show that neither of us any of us had seen, and no one talks about anymore. That just hits you right in the funnies. It's it's a perfect time in the world for this kind of TV show. It's free on YouTube. You got to check out Police Squad. It has to be done. All right, all right, people. Now here's here's the test. Well, not so much Christian because we know yours, Jake. Both you and I have raved about both of these shows. If if we're putting one to the audience oh. now to watch. What are you telling them to watch? Based on the the, the, the pilot episode alone, you have to go Police Squad. I, I, I can't yes! see that. I, I cannot. I, I, I will say, I've said, I'll said it before and I'll say it again. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of my favourite TV shows of all time. But based purely on the the episode alone, you have to watch Police Squad. I, I think I think based on the, on the pilot alone, I think Police Squad made me laugh harder. But clearly the, the the ability to keep that trajectory running sits with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, so if I was That's watching... That's not answering the question, Shannon. I just said, I think, I think Police Squad no, 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 is funnier. No, no, no. That, that's not answering the question, Shannon. Would shut, you choose... <laughs> shut your noise hole for a second. Tell us, tell us, tell us. You have what to pick I, what one. I just said you was... You I'm can't telling give valid you, points to both. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because it, goes, it, it has the clear ability to hold my attention longer... Than Police Squad. So if it's about what show would I will I continue to watch, the the answer is Brooklyn Nine Nine. If you're just going to watch a pilot and walk away, watch Police Squad. Or, but but I I I, I want to argue that Police Squad is six episodes. I haven't seen all six episodes. I've seen one and two. And I'm going to finish them probably tonight after the podcast. But <laughs> I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think the characters are fantastic and they grow into even better versions of themselves. But based on pilots alone, I'm a Christian police squad baby. Well, there you go. So that's that's it's the first. I think the real f- full split here is that there mm. is a two-one split. So yeah, I, I'd be happy either way. But I, I absolutely go and watch police squad because it is one of those hidden gems from the past that maybe a lot of people don't know about that they absolutely should. If they're fans of Naked Gun and have ne- never knew this existed, we might have just blown your mind. So mm. so go onto YouTube and watch it. Um, you know, the, just the really last thought for me is that I was actually really surprised and and, and it's a filmmaker that I love. Um, I saw a lot of parallels with Hot Fuzz. Mm, Edgar right. Wright doing a, a long, long-running kind of police, yep. you know, mystery. There's a lot of stuff in the background that happens. There's a lot of recurring gags. There's a lot of tropes that get kind of... There's a lot of overlapping quick dialogue, particularly in those police uh, station scenes. Mm. Um, I, I think there was a lot of a lot of police squad and even the Naked Gun in those movies in a smarter work version. So I, I didn't really have a point. What I wanted to remind the audience is that Hot Fuzz, fuzz exists. Is, is really <laughs> that where is I was really going. good. 
And it is really good, and I actually can see um, a parallel there. And that's actually another um, actor we could put on that list of potential um, police court people, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg would do a great job of playing very, Mm. very straight um, because he does it very, very straight with with Nick Angel in that show. So, Simon, if you're listening, please (laughs) consider making a, a new version of Police Squad or some other show, just but just in that same kind of slapstick, wholesome, funny style. Because Simon, we know you're listening. We know. <laughs> Final thought from me. Um, one, I just want to throw a little bit of trivia because I do love the, the the TV trivia. The very first acting job for a David Schwimmer from Friends is the boy who walks out of the dentist's office uh, before Leslie Nielsen goes in. Get out of Re- here! Really, the very, very first acting job. That's my final thought. That is a, that is an amazing piece of trivia that doesn't help us one iota. So what you're saying is, Police Squad, as well as being you know a fantastic piece of work for all the reasons we've, we've described, is actually was actually also an incubator for you know some of the most uh, popular actors of the past you know twenty thirty years. I think it's fair to say that without Police Squad, there would be no Friends. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Almost certainly, there's a direct line between Police Squad and Friends. It's it's the the one degree of Kevin Bacon. It's just there straight away. Also, there would be no scary movie three, which I think we can all agree was the greatest scary movie objectively. That, that is, you've said some ridiculous things on this podcast. That is the worst. That is the worst thing you've. Is seen. the third one with the the little hand in the? No, hole that's the two. No, no, that is two. The scary no, movie no, three no, was no. the one with the aliens and it was taking the piss out of science. Had with Charlie, Charlie Sheen and Leslie oh, Nielsen. Get out! Yep. Get out! No, <laughs> that, that was the best one. Oh, we're done. We're done here. I think this. So, thank you for listening to the last episode of Harvey <laughs> TV History. We've really enjoyed your company. From me, thanks very much. Uh, may so I just remind you Christian. that you can you can hit us up on our Hardly TV History Facebook page. Um, you can look for, for out for us on Twitter at Hardly TV History. Do we have an email address yet, or are we are we still going through? No, we're setting that up eventually. It'll get. We'll get there. We'll get there. What are you asking? I'm, I'm assuming it'll be harleytv.com at gmail.com is my general right. thoughts. Of the Unless someone now swoops in and steals it like Hollywood's <laughs> just taken all of our, our ideas. Yeah, damn cyber squatters. <laughs> Pol- Police Squad 99 starring Simon Pegg and Jason Bateman coming soon. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is so great. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that show. <laughs> you and me both. All right, you ready to call the outro? Yep, talent's here, let's go. All right, you want to warm up or anything first? No, I'm no. good. <clears throat> okay, hit me. Now remember, no cliches, funny, light, it's a podcast. Go. In a world. Always do this. It's the first one. But that's... that's it's what, the most obvious but one. But that's what good trailers No, no, just no. On the edge of space. Shand. bedroom, house, podcast, us, go. Jurassic Park meets Twilight. Imagine it. Yeah, yeah. We're a podcast. But We're not a movie. Dun, dun, dun. We podcast. Us talking about movies. Is it just, just, No, no, just go. Is it because the, no, ger- the T-Rex no. has little arms and couldn't stab him in the chest with a steak? Go. A rooster and a cat are friends? Shen. I know you're a cock, but this... That's helpful. Come on. Movies, podcast. It's us talking about them. Go. Two idiots have a podcast. They talk about movies and nonsense. If you'd like to join in that conversation, you can hit them up on masspodcasters at gmail.com or talk to them on Facebook. That's so hard?
Yeah, my voice hurts a little. I've got a tickle. And I actually think Jurassic Park and Twilight as a crossover would work. <sighs> Shut up. 